Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Monday morning. We're getting ready for the Rams and the Bucks tonight on Monday Night Football, but is the league getting ready to run it back with Patrick Mahomes? Fellas, last Pretty night much. is 40th regular season mm-hmm. game key. Nice crips to sink. Let's just move on to something oh, else. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, oh, you knocked over one of your bottles this morning. <laughs> the last thing you want is water spilling over electrical equipment. It's like when I saw and Baker. If it spills on electrical, make sure it's over there with you. No, no doubt. That's when I saw Baker Mayfield yesterday warming up in the rain with his like Bose or Beats headphones on. It's like pouring rain. I'm like, bro, bro, what are you doing right now? Yeah, I don't think he'll get executed on that one, though, right? Well, he didn't have a lot to warm up for. You know, they they just, they run. They do. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt was great. Ask the Eagles about that. So here's the deal with Mahomes, right? 40 games into his career. That essentially is two and a half seasons, 16, 16, and eight, right? Two AFC championship appearances, a Super Bowl, an MVP. Yesterday, Andy Reid said he's got great vision. We're lucky to have him. The vision key is they are creeping closer to their fifth straight AFC West title, 99% chance to win it. They get past the Raiders, avenging their only loss Man, of the season. it's been that long since uh, Broncos been in the mm-hmm. mix? Right, because remember, they had Tebow on the division, and then every year Manning was there. It, it's just a fact. No, I didn't say They anything. won the division, <laughs> and every year Peyton was there, of course, they won the division, and since then, Denver hasn't made the playoffs. Since that moment, essentially, Kansas City has taken yes. over the division. What do you make of it last night? Because a lot of people are saying, as great as Mahomes was, for about three quarters and 13 minutes, it seemed like Derek Carr was just as good. Well, Derek Carr's been just as good this year. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah, that's just... I was going to say, did you just say Derek Carr has been as good as Patrick Mahomes this year? Patrick, Derek, Carr's, Derek Carr's been on fire, I man. Know he's been good, but... It, he's it, been it, it, just it, as good. Doesn't mean he is as good. It's just as good. That's all. Doesn't mean okay. he's better. All right, all right. Doesn't mean I, any I'm of that. Clarifying. Just making sure you understand. I got it. I got Derek it. Carr has been all what he should be in John Gruden's system and with Coach Gruden. He really has. You, you, you got to think about some of the things that he's been able to do, especially against Kansas City. When you think about last night, he threw for, uh, he threw for I want to say, 300-and-something yards. I mean, he just he, he is a guy, when you talk about his ability to do some things, it, he doesn't turn the football over nearly as much as he has in the past. He's a two, you know, he, he was completion percentage was up. He knew who to hit at times, threw for close to 300 yards. I mean, when you start to look at it, they can go as far as he can take them. That's where it's at. Where some of these other quarterbacks around the league, there's other things on their team and coaches that can put them in positions to win. The Raiders can't be at 6-4 and and fighting for a playoff spot with somebody else underneath the center. They just wouldn't be in that spot. I just feel like watching this Raiders team play, I mean, they, they have the number. They have the Chiefs number to a they degree, do. right? In the they division, do. you recognize the nuances of the game, how it's played, coaching matchups. I mean, watching Josh Jacobs last night, watching Waller, the way they play, all the pieces they have, Key. It just, at the end of the day, you hate to say it, they scored a little bit too early and they gave too much time to Patrick Mahomes. Well, anytime you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, any of these Drew Brees, any of these type of quarterbacks, and you leave them enough time on the clock, Russell Wilson, you leave them enough time, they're going to come and get you. They're going to march right down the field. And to us sitting at home, we think, oh, okay, game's over. No, nah, man, a minute and some change is a long mm-hmm. – that, that's a long time. You know, clock stoppage, uh, if you have timeouts in your pocket, all of those sort of things just helps you methodically move down the field. I remember when I was playing um, – one of my coaches used to hate 
when we get into a late two-minute situation in games on the defensive side of the ball and somebody would get hurt in like, you know, because it's clock stoppage. Now mm-hmm. you give – you just gave them basically a free timeout to think about what they could do with the next play. So you always sit there and you go – Whatever you do, man, crawl off the field. Don't sit there. No, seriously. <laughs> Stymies the momentum. It, it does. You crawl off the field because if you sit there and lay down, and then the next thing you know, and nothing wrong with you, the the the, the uh, trainers go out on the field and get you, bring you to the sideline, and you win the next damn play because nothing was really wrong with you. You act like you needed an ambulance to take you off the field. And now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you've given – them a free time out and then think about what they want to do to you. And that's what happens with guys like Patrick Mahomes. We want to know from you, who do the Chiefs really not want to see in the postseason? Key thinks it's the Raiders, as evidenced by the Week 5 win for the Raiders in Kansas City. Slight loss last night. Jay said they played him as tough as anybody. I mean, is it Pittsburgh, who's 10-0? Hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who's the one team the Chiefs don't want to see in the NFL playoffs as they try to go back-to-back? You can also hit us up on Key J and Z on Twitter. Tonight, we got the Rams and the Bucks. I just want to take a quick look forward for Kansas City Talking about the Bucks tonight. Everybody's going to be talking about Tom Brady. Next week, you know it's coming. Kansas City at Tampa Bay, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. we got to wait to see what Brady does tonight. But as the Chiefs try to zone in and win that fifth straight division, this is obviously an out-of-divisional game. Try to stay one pace, just one pace behind the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they'll know what the Steelers will have done by Thursday night because they're playing the Ravens on Thanksgiving what a huge game in six days. No, it is. And, and Tampa Bay can't look past the Rams tonight um, looking ahead, ahead to Kansas City, get caught looking ahead to Kansas City mm-hmm. and mess around and get smacked by the Rams and mm-hmm. then you'll really be in trouble. And I don't think they'll look ahead. Kansas City has an opportunity to see what their opponent is going to look like tonight when they play, take on the Rams. They can get a feel for, for what the Bucks are about and how the Rams can attack them and get at them. And I'm sure they'll be dialed in as they game plan, waiting to see what tonight looks like. You know, I'm curious for tonight, Key. What version of Jared Goff are we going to see tonight? Hopefully not the last, not not the Jared Goff that went down to Florida the last time mm-hmm. and they played Miami. Hopefully you don't see that Jared Goff. You don't see first half Jared Goff, Goff against the Buffalo Bills. You see a guy who looks like a $100 million quarterback against a defense that a lot of people had as the top in the NFC and now kind of has come back to the pack. The Buccaneers defense was solid and sound early part of the year, but since then they've kind of tailored off a little bit. I know they had a good game against Carolina, but it's the Carolina Panthers a week ago. Now you get a real offense with a real offensive mind coming into town with Sean McVay, the head coach who calls the offensive plays. You got real receivers out there with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Reynolds. You got uh, Jefferson out there. You got tight ends that are there. You got a quarterback, got a running game. It's a little bit different. It'll be a different, different, uh, it'll be a different task for the Bucks defense. But like you said, Jared Goff, what Jared Goff are we going to see? That's going to be key. No question about it. Once again, hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who's the one team Kansas City doesn't want to face in the playoffs? Or if it's easier for you, Key, J, and Z, Key is going with the Raiders. Is the Chiefs' defense good enough to win the Super Bowl? You had mentioned they can score a plenty. Mm-hmm. They tightened up under defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo last year when they had to. But yet again, I'm watching last night's game, and I know you said Derek Carr is playing great football, but they're just moving it up and down the field. Luckily, they got a guy that can move it down the field just one extra time to help you on offense. Well, it's, a, it, it's the opponent. 
you, I know you. I'm in your division. I get a chance to see you every single week because I'm watching. Even though I'm not playing against you, I'm probably watching some sort of tape that has you on it because we play the same opponents. So I'm, I'm watching you every single week. So I kind of know what your strengths and your weaknesses are. This isn't Green Bay playing the Indianapolis Colts where they've only seen them a handful of times. This is a team that I see twice a year. Plus, you play Denver, we play Denver. You play the Chargers, we play the Chargers. You know, and then the teams that you play outside the division, we play because we're in the same division. If you play somebody in the other conference, chances are we're playing that same team in the other conference. So every single week, even though I'm not studying game film on you, you show up because I'm studying game film on opponents that we both play. Let's head to the – go ahead, Jay. See, I I think the Chiefs' defense is – is serviceable key, right? Absolutely. And my thing is that their offense is so potent that it almost gives so much pressure on the opposing team's offense to keep up with that pace. You know, Nick Saban this weekend said something I thought was interesting. He said, it used to be that good defense beats good offense. And he says, good defense doesn't beat good offense anymore. You know what I mean? Good defense doesn't beat... <laughs> I think what he was meaning to say is like if you have a really good de- offense, it doesn't matter how good your defense is, your offense can outbeat your defense. You and know what I mean? Yeah, that's an it, interesting it, point. It, it, I read it wrong. Sorry, but, but you know what I meant to say. No, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. But the problem is those defenses aren't around like that anymore. You know, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is not in the NFL right now. The '85 Bears are, are not around. The Baltimore Ravens defense with Ray Lewis and all those Suggs, and they're nowhere to be found right. in the National Football League right now. But if you took those defenses that I'm talking about mm-hmm. and placed them in the NFL right now, they're going to get the best of them offenses. I was on a Buccaneer team, and our defense was stupid, obviously, playing against a Ram team that was the greatest show on turf. They didn't want no parts of Derrick Brooks now. Right. They was laying down. Stupid good, by the way. Stupid people good. that don't know. Watch no, not stupid right. smart. <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid good. Stupid, stupid good. good. <laughs> <laughs> and we should mention to Jay's point, right, Saban's a defensive guy, but that's why they've even they've gone to tempo. They've exactly. got to realize we have got to score. Man, Booger McFarland and them dudes, they was going to eat. They, I, I know Patrick Mahomes is great and all that, but I'm putting my money on John Lynch and Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice and Booger McFarland and, and Rondé Barber and Brian Kelly. I'm putting my money on them. I promise you I am. Because I know – I know what they come into the party to do. Indeed. Let's go to the party. Let's go to the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We're asking you this morning, one team the Chiefs don't want to face in the playoffs. Hit us up, 888-ESPN-KEY-JNZ on Twitter if that's easier for you. Clinton in Ohio. You're on ESPN Radio. Who does Mahomes not want to see? I would guess it would be the Steelers. <clears throat> and the reason why is I think they've had some experience like trying to keep like Lamar in the pocket. And I think if they keep uh, – Mahomes in the pocket. You got Watt coming in, putting a little bit of heat on him. And I I do believe that Steelers have the best defensive line to at least um, cause them the most problems. Yeah, that, that they, they, he certainly can go with the Steelers. The Steelers are not uh, not in the question, right? I mean, it's the Steelers and the Raiders, but I just like the Raiders because they beat them once, they took them down to the wire a second time, and they kind of know them because of the division. But you're certainly – you're certainly right in terms of the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they could do defensively to the Kansas City Chiefs. I agree with him. It just still feels like we're still talking. The Steelers are still undefeated, but yet we're talking about them like they aren't 
one of the best teams sometimes. No, NFL. I just – it's not they that – They still feel I underrated. I could have said undefeated. the Steelers to make it easy for everybody. No, I get it. But it, that's that's easy, right? They undefeated. Oh, the Steelers. You you got to look at the, the, the defense at the Raiders and the style in which they play, the matchups, the division, knowing them, all that sort of stuff is important to me. I know the Steelers can go toe-to-toe with them, but – I don't necessarily know that Andy Reid want to see the Raiders a third time. Mm. Last one before we head from A to Z. Brendan in West Virginia. You're on ESPN Radio this morning. Who's the one team the Chiefs don't want to see? Well, you know, I don't want to. I hate that, you know, I wasn't able to get in first because, I mean, that's what I'm saying, the Steelers. But, I mean, I completely agree with Keyshawn there. The, the Raiders, uh, I think John Gruden's, I'm not going to say he's figured it out, but, you know, you're not going to stop Mahomes from getting 30, but, you know, are, are they going to stop you from getting a 30? And obviously the Raiders have proved that they can. But, yeah, the uh, the Steelers are just with their front seven, where you got an interior lineman like to it with seven sacks. and Dupree and Watt off the edge, uh, I think that's the team that they definitely don't want to see. But, I mean, I, I think he's 100% right there with the Raiders also. I think that's definitely the two teams out of the AFC that they don't want to see. But um, I, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, you play the schedule you're given, right? So yes. the Steelers, of course, they're 10-0 because that's that's who they've got to play. And still, though, you have these guys that, you know, not saying you guys, but you still have these guys he has been a boxer that just don't want to give them the respect that they have because they've played a kind of only a, a kind of a soft schedule besides that three-game stretch. So, you know, what is it else that they need to do besides, you know, keep doing what they're doing, averaging 30 a game, and their defense is obviously leading the league in sacks and picks. But, you know, what else – what is it that they're that people's not seeing to give them the respect that they're due? Well, they, 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 I think they do get the respect, but people—the easiest thing for someone to do is go to a schedule and say, "Oh, they don't play anybody." Well, okay, so what? They—they they play. It's not like they play in the Jets ten straight times. It, it, It's—it's it's not. <laughs> the Jets and the Giants are on their entire schedule, five and five. No, it's—it it doesn't work. You play who you put in front of me, and we're taking care of business. I understand the Jaguars look good for a minute there, but then we pull away. We win ugly. That's who we are. We're the Pittsburgh Steelers. We win ugly. We pull away when we need to. I mean, look, they're, out of their next six games, you have the Ravens, you have the Bills, and you have the Colts. Three good teams. Good, three really so good teams. So when they beat those teams, exactly. what are people going to say? People are always going to find something to say. Always. Always. No doubt. By the way, keep an eye on Steelers defensive coordinator Keith Butler. That's another guy that's going to get a ton of looks this coming off season. They played outstanding. All right, so can somebody pick somebody other than the Steelers? I get it. They're ten and zero. The Chiefs are looking up at him. It makes total sense. Robert in Las Vegas. This may be going a certain way. Robert in Las Vegas on ESPN Radio. Who's the one team the Chiefs don't want to see? Hey fellas. Hey, uh, I got to give a shout out to my boy uh, Kitty Wee. First of all, I've been dying to get on the phone and say. See, you you, you messed up. At the worst possible moment, I wanted to say, and then he's gone. <laughs> he's probably on the 15 driving somewhere in Vegas. He that's was, the highway in Vegas. Gotcha. He was going to say the Raiders. So the Raiders have sure. some company there with you. Obviously, that's a bit of a homer pick here, but it makes a lot of sense if you look at the two matchups. Yeah, if you look at Pittsburgh's front seven, they can come and get you. I'm not so sure about their secondary. I'm not in love with their secondary against the skill position players of Kansas City. Um you certainly see them getting after the Raiders secondary, and the Raiders secondary is garbage. They don't, they're not good. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they're okay. I don't know why nobody puts the Colts in the conversation. Their mm-hmm. defense 
great. Yeah, because but I don't think Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say that's the one question that you have offensively. Can he keep up with the high octane offense? Yeah, I don't think I don't think that Indianapolis. Nah, I don't if, see if it. If he gets hot, I don't see it. I don't see it. Big one against Tennessee this week. We'll see. That's I mean, a nobody test saw Tennessee last year. So I mean, I'm just That's saying, right. coming out of at the right time. Coming out of nowhere. Great, great point. Again, keep them coming on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Is he back? Say ESPN. I don't think so, but I think we kind of encapsulated his point well. Or hit us up at KJ and Z. Patrick Mahomes was amazing last night. You know who was amazing all season long until he got hurt. That would be Joe Burrow. He was the first rookie quarterback to throw for 300-plus yards in three straight games. No rookie had ever done that. That is incredible. Stats Incredible brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. We'll start A to Z with the team that Joe Burrow vanquished in college. And that, of course, would be the Clemson Tigers in that college football playoff national championship. Clemson in the news again. Dabo Sweeney opening his mouth again. Jeez. Oh, well, it's just true. No, I, 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 I'm just. So listen to what you're saying. Geez, now wait till you hear this. OK, wait till you hear this. Andrea Adelson, our ACC reporter, essentially said as Florida State was getting set to face Clemson in the return, by the way, of Trevor Lawrence last Saturday, a couple days ago, that a Clemson offensive lineman tested positive for COVID-19. Dabo Sweeney thought all of the protocols were taken, matching ACC protocols, and the game should have gone on, except Florida State essentially said, if this is the case and you have a positive test, we don't want to play. Dabo said $300,000 in travel expenses were spent going from the low country down to Tallahassee. He said Florida State wasn't afraid of anything happening on the field, they were afraid of us, and they were using COVID as an excuse. This game was not canceled because of COVID. COVID was just an excuse to cancel the game. And to be honest with you, I don't think it has anything to do with their players. I have no doubt that their players wanted to play and would have played. And same with the coaches. To me, the Florida State administration forfeited the game. And if they want to play Clemson, in my opinion, they need to come to Clemson or they need to pay for all expenses. Other than that, there's no reason for us to play them. We were there, we were ready, and we met the standards. Last thing I want to mention, Jay, before we get your opinion on who's in the right, who's in the wrong in this particular situation, Florida State did say, we're not running scared, we will play the game, we're ready to go in December, just not a couple days ago. I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but Davos speaking like that's a fact, like he knows for a fact that Florida State was trying to run away from the game. Like, if they had COVID, they had COVID. Yes, that, that serves as a serviceable excuse in, in this time and age. And I just feel like Dabo becomes more unlikable every time he opens his mouth. If it's what he said about everything happening earlier uh, during all the social injustice stuff, Zubin, mm-hmm. if it's things that he said before in the past about players getting paid, it's so easy to say we have a race problem, but we have a sim problem. He, he said a lot as far as paying players – um, professionalizing college athletics, that's where you lose me. I'll go do something else. No, you won't. It, it's like he, he said, so I can go through a list of things that Dabo Swinney has said, and every time he says something, I'm like, oh, man, just stop talking. I'll please. go do something else. No, you won't. Stop. No, you're making you $10 million a year. So you're not going to do something Pay else. the expenses of the team going down to Tallahassee. $300,000. you're asking for too much now. Oh. I'm not paying for no expenses. I'm Dabo Swinney. I'm not getting – No. Well, no, I'm not giving the money out of my pocket. Not a chance. But he wants Florida State to do that. But they have, they have cuts. <laughs> they have cut. They've been they've been cutting and furloughing people yeah, due to COVID. So yeah, it's a recruiting know. tool for him. That's all. They they're big in the Florida area in terms of recruiting. That's the so his his whole 
little backhand compliment to whatever tour at Florida State. That's all it is is a recruiting tool. One thing I want to mention, not only was he talking about Black Lives Matter in the summer, he was one of the staunchest supporters of essentially saying, we've got to play college football. We can kick COVID's butt. Remember all this? I'm going to quote Dabo here just to give a little context to where we are here now in late November with them trying to win the championship again. This is Dabo earlier on COVID before any of the games were played. Quote, I mean, this is America, man. We've stormed the beaches of Normandy. We've sent a car that's driven around Mars. We've walked on the moon. This is the greatest country and the greatest people in the history of the planet. We've created an iPhone where I can sit here and talk to you all people in these different places. we got the smartest people in the world. Listen, we're going to rise up and we're going to kick this thing right in the teeth and we'll get back to our lives. You remember that statement? He said it with a lot of verve. A lot of verve. Well, I mean, that's the way... He felt about it, and we're still fighting to get it, right? <laughs> we're still fighting to kick it in the teeth. And it'll eventually happen, but, you know, he's a college football coach, man, and, and so he wants to play. I understand. I get it. He wants to play. He wants to play college football. In the end, whether they play this game or not, Clemson will probably see Notre Dame in the ACC championship exactly. for the rights to go to the Final Four. Indeed, that's a well-said statement. Trevor Lawrence, that would have been his much-awaited return Saturday against Florida State. Instead, this week, the Tigers, the champs, are going to have Pittsburgh, so we'll see Trevor Lawrence back against the Pittsburgh Panthers. Very interesting. I'm sure Dabo is going to – there's going to be some fallout today from these comments. There's no doubt about it. We'll monitor the situation. On the way, the one player who will make Lakers history the second he steps on the floor – Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike staggering amount of money, as you might expect, spent over the weekend by NBA teams everywhere. Brian Windhorst was tracking it all. He'll be with us in just a second. History is going to be made when Gasol plays his first game with the Lakers. Check this guys out. From ESPN Stats and Information, 
The Gasols are now the first set of brothers to both play for the storied franchise, the Los Angeles Lakers. Powell, of course, spent six seasons in L.A. from 2008 to 2014, and Kobe was effusive in his praise and how important Powell was to those championships where he helped the Lakers win back-to-back titles in 2009-2010. Now Mark joins the fray in purple and gold, although as Key said, since he was drafted by the organization, I guess it's a return engagement. That was a very short first tenure, though. Let's bring in Brian Windhorst on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Uh, what do you make of this move, this Mark Gasol move by the Lakers, Brian? Well, you know, Rob Palenka, their general manager, came out last week before all this and said, I don't want to be complacent with this roster. Uh, I'm not want, I don't want to just bring it back. And not only has he dramatically changed the makeup of the supporting players, but he's going to change their style of play. Um, you know, uh, they were a very highly athletic uh, defensive team last year. And Marcus Hall is one of the great defensive centers of the last decade. Um, he's, you know, past his prime, but still very smart defensively. But he's not the athlete that Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee were. And then, you know, one of their big signing was Montrez Harrell bringing the sixth man of the year over from down the hall. And Montrez Harrell is a great offensive center but not a strong defensive center. So I think you look at the Lakers. I mean, they have acquired the guys who finished first and second. Dennis Schroeder was second in six man, uh, known for their offense, not as much for their defense. So when you look at the Lakers, the changes, they they have infused their offense. There will be so much more support for for Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But the way they play defensively especially is going to go a little bit of a shift this season. Wendy, take me out to the east for a little bit with Milwaukee. Obviously, getting Bogdanovich was something that they thought was going to happen. Now, that's not happening. How does this alter the decision for Giannis? Jay, everything that happened in the draft last week, everything that happened over free agency over the last three days, it really is all behind the most important thing in this offseason. And that is, does Giannis sign the extension? That is the defining moment of what will be this NBA offseason. And in some ways, maybe even this season. This is in my view, the biggest transactional decision since Kevin Durant going to the Thunder, even more than, than LeBron going to the Lakers or Anthony Davis going to the Lakers because so many teams are going to drastically shift depending on what Giannis uh, uh, decides to do. If you look at the teams out there and the moves that have been made over the last few days, there are clearly teams hedging. The Miami Heat signed four players, all of them to one-year contracts. They lost a couple of role players. Uh, Jay Crowder and Derek Jones, because those guys didn't want to take one-year deals. The, the Dallas Mavericks made a couple of trades to offload long-term salary to leave themselves a Giannis slot open. And there's other teams that are maneuverable too, such as the Knicks and Raptors, who have been cautious as well. And I, I, I think there's two star players waiting to sign to see what Giannis does. That's Anthony Davis. He's coming back to the Lakers, but he may change the alteration of his contract, the way it's structured, to give the Lakers a window, if not for Giannis, but for somebody in, in a one-plus-one, because that's what LeBron is now on, and Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo signs a max contract that the Heat will, will not have the, the room, but if he waits a year, they will. So it's all Giannis. So now the question becomes, where's his head at? Well, the Bucks made a major move last week when they traded for Drew Holiday, and giving up three first-round picks and two pick swaps they're not doing that unless they are confident. And I can tell you from talking to people there, they are confident. But it's not done yet. And, you know, nobody knows how Giannis feels about the near miss on Bogdanovich, a player, by the way, he really wanted to play with 
Um, and then the other moves that the Bucks made in, in substitute, DJ Augustine, Torrey Craig, Bobby Portis. Nobody knows how Giannis feels except for Giannis, and we're all waiting on that answer. Wendy, let's go one layer deeper with the Miami Heat. So Alex Rodas, who is the agent for both Giannis and Bam Adebayo, um, how would you advise the Miami Heat to play this one out? Obviously, Giannis and Bam are close as well. I mean, you don't want to have well, a disgruntled person that doesn't feel like he gets his money. Obviously, when Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell, all these guys are signing pretty major extensions. Jay, this is such an incredible, sensitive moment. Um, I will say that it's interesting that all of the other stars from the 2017 draft class, all the guys who are ready for their payday, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, all those contracts are done. There's Bam waiting, same agent as Giannis. Now, I know that this is a little bit dense, but bottom line is even though it's the exact same amount of money, if Bam signs now versus next year, it cuts the Heat's available salary cap down by $13 million. We have seen a number of players in this exact spot over the years kind of have an understanding with the team, and they will wait to sign it to help the team. That said, in an era where we see guys uh, you know, have these injuries, um, it's very unnerving, especially for a player who hasn't signed yet. So even if Bam or even if Giannis does extend his contract here in the next few days, that's a big decision for the Heat because there are other free agents they could go get next year, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Wendy, the Hornets went out and signed Gordon Hayward to a $120 million deal. What does that do for the Hornets? I mean, it gets them a, you know, a scoring small forward, but they're in my mind, they're still not one of the top seven teams in the East. Um, this, this was a strange decision on a couple of fronts. One, uh, Gordon Hayward, you know, could have made $34 million this year and played on a contender and basically said, I want out of here to go play for another non for a non-contender, in my view. And that's a little bit worrisome in Boston because now that's the third player in the last two years, max player who's walked out of there for nothing in return. Al Horford, Kyrie Irving, and now Gordon Hayward. And you, you try to start scratching your head and wonder what's going on there. Now, you can retort by that by saying – they did get Kemba Walker, and that's where the Charlotte thing also doesn't make sense. Kemba Walker was, I don't even think arguably, the greatest player in the history of, the, of this version of the Charlotte Hornets since they came back as the Bobcats. And last year, Michael Jordan just wasn't willing to spend. They made him a, a very good offer, but it was less than the max, and he walked. And now a year later, they invest this huge amount of money in a player who, in my view, is not, he was not Kemba Walker. Um, and it's had some injury problems over the last few years. So, um, you know, look, if you're a Charlotte Hornets fan, you're saying we've got LaMelo Ball, we've got Gordon Hayward. You know, we were we were the last team that didn't make the bubble last year. We were one out. We're going <clears> to <throat> – we like seeing Michael Jordan do this. But it's, a, it's an unusual deal a year after letting Kemba Walker go. Wendy, it's been fascinating. Even teams like the Atlanta Hawks that generally don't make waves, they're making moves. It's been fascinating to watch here since Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I know you'll be monitoring the entire situation. Thanks for joining us this morning. Have a good week, guys. Thanks, Same Wendy. to you. You can see Brian on the Hoop Collective podcast. They're always talking. If you love talking basketball the way Jay does, like going a mile deep, Hoop Collective podcast is absolutely your one-stop shop. You can get it anywhere you get podcasts. On the way, simply put, the most amazing NFL stat of the year, bar none, not even close. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. So that's the deal on one sideline in yet another soggy day in Cleveland. Browns had a three-game homestand. They had to weather the weather and then try to weather the Raiders, which they couldn't. They got past the Texans, and yesterday they got past the Eagles, as you just heard there. They have a ton of quarterback problems. (laughs) They're not flying. They're not soaring at all. They got the Seahawks on Monday Night Football a week from tonight. A Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Let me ask you this, because I know you probably know. It's right in your skull. I don't know. I don't Which know. one is bigger, the eagle or the, the hawk? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh. That's a good question. Stumped? Are you stumped? Should, should I we, don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm should asking it be you. our poll question? Should it be our poll question? It could be <laughs> a poll question. A good, Pull up a poll. Great way to twist that around, Zubin. Well <laughs> no, done. I wonder which one is yeah. bigger. TJ and Z, somebody tell us. <laughs> eagle yeah, somebody, or a hawk? Somebody call in. Which one's bigger, hawk. The, the hawk or the eagle? It's all about wingspan. Know. It's all about wingspan. Know, We're going uh, with the Jay eagle. Jay Billis, back there, take a shot. Wingspan. <laughs> wingspan. <laughs> so I mentioned right before the break, this stat just blows my mind. I've been thinking about this the entire break. Listen to this, fellas. Yesterday, so Carson Wentz struggles. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Baker, 200-yard passing day. Jay said, great ground game. Browns are okay. They're in line for that wild card. NFL's longest playoff drought. Yesterday was Baker Mayfield's 12th win at the Brown Stadium. Remember, they returned to the NFL in 1999. It's now called First Energy Stadium. So it's basically been 21 years since they returned to the league. Butch Davis coached. Butch Davis. Remember all those guys? Mike Pettin, all those dudes were there, right? Chris Palmer. All right, so yesterday was Baker's 12th win at the Brown Stadium. That set a record for most wins by one quarterback at the stadium. He's the all-time wins leader at the stadium. So who? Well, so let me ask you this. Though, your base right now. I mean, because Zubin came up with this. I just <laughs> let me ask you this: Is it the new? Is it this stadium, or is it the name? The stadium. The stadium. The physical okay. building. They got came it. back to the NFL in 1999. Got, got their team back. Everybody was happy. So it's been a couple decades plus. Baker has now won more games than anybody in that stadium. The question is, who was in first before Baker? Who did he leap over? Tim Couch. Your boy, Tim Couch, the number one. No, not Tim Couch. You want to take a guess? No, I do not know. I said Tim Couch. If it's not Tim Couch. They've had over 20 quarterbacks. Is it Jeff Garcia? It is not Jeff Garcia. I'm running out of quarterbacks there, man. Believe it or not, the answer is Ben Roethlisberger. Oh. 
That's a trick question, though. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I'm thinking it's a Cleveland Brown <laughs> quarterback. Yeah, see. Isn't that amazing, though? The ineptitude of the Browns in one stat. <sighs> the guy comes around once a year. <laughs> once a year. And people are still so not you giving Baker so credit, a, actually. A, a starting quarterback couldn't get 12 games in his career out of Cleveland. Correct. Ben won 11. Ben won 11 in his career in that yeah, stadium. Tim Couch couldn't get 12. <laughs> he was the number one overall pick. He may have had slightly more than one win. <laughs> now, T, how about exactly. this? Follow-up question. How no, much? but 12 in his career as Correct. a Brown. Correct. In yeah. that stadium. Remember, they have over 20 quarterbacks. They recycle him. Boom, God. boom. Yeah, now, Derek Anderson, he was a pro bowler. Even yeah, he Derek do Anderson couldn't get a couple. No, Brady Quinn. What? And then this, this <laughs> Brady Quinn. This helps with that <laughs> follow-up great. question, Key. How much do you credit those 12 wins to, to Baker Mayfield? That's true, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, help. Man. <laughs> I'm just if Baker Mayfield was the twentieth, twenty eighth pick of the draft, we wouldn't even be tripping. But the fact that he is the number one overall pick to be a serviceable guy, that's why we have we continue to have this conversation. Sometimes you are drafted higher than what you probably should be, and in his situation, given that the offense and Kevin Stefanski and him change from the previous regime mm-hmm. puts him in this questionable position on whether or not being the first overall pick and being a manager is worth it. Because when his contract is up, what's the decision going to be? Is Are you going to pay him as the number one overall pick that's on a playoff team? Or are you going to say we can get anybody to do what Baker Mayfield did and allow him to walk out the door? We'll see if the uh, race between Baker and Ben can get a little bit tighter. The Steelers are going to play the Browns in Week 17, so that'll be Ben's visit to Cleveland in Week 17, sitting one behind Baker Mayfield in his own stadium. If you're wondering, Baker does have one more home game left himself, so he can actually get one more before Ben comes to town. That would be Week number 14 when they'll host the Baltimore Ravens. No wonder they wouldn't let him in the stadium in that commercial. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's a good point. That's a great point. So we'll see what happens if Baker and Ben have a little personal rivalry going. And let's be honest, it's great to see the Browns showing some signs of life for that division as well. You got Burrow, who's going to obviously reignite the Bengals. We're going to talk to Carson Palmer here at the top of the hour, and the Ravens got to figure it out. One last thing. We haven't talked too much this morning about the Dallas Cowboys, but let's be honest. We were sitting here last week saying— Right. We were, but, but Key, last week we were sitting here saying— Man, the Vikings got it made. Dallas at home, Carolina at home, Jacksonville at home. They've won three in a row. Let's make it six. They're right back in it. Hang on a second. Dalton comes back. The Cowboys come back. I don't know what they are made of. You, you've said they're not a good football team, but that opened some eyes yesterday. Yeah, they beat the Vikings. That was moving in the right direction. I don't know how it happened to happen, right? You're just, <laughs> it's like they won. What are you going to say? They're three and seven right now. They went into Minnesota, although there was no – no fans in the stands. They still went and took care of business against the Vikings that was playing pretty good football that had an opportunity to maybe make a wild card spot. But the the Cowboys had their number. And Andy Dalton went through some things over the last couple of weeks, whether it was a concussion or whether it was a COVID situation. Or both. And he showed that, okay, if you protect me and you do some things to help me, I can help this football team win. So that was the Andy Dalton that we thought we would see taking over for Dak Prescott, not the Andy Dalton that we saw his first start. Actually applaud Jerry Jones in this one because he was one <laughs> was like, hey, you know, I know you guys like Gilbert. I know he helped us, you know, come to a close game against the Steelers, but let's not trip right now. Let's make sure that we understand that Andy Dalton is still our guy. For obviously him throwing three TDs the other day. 
It, it just it, every time, any time, any team wins in the NFC East, though, Key, I'm just like <laughs> a rarity. Come on, <laughs> this conference just makes me more and more angry by the second. Well, the Giants are going to win the division. I hope so. The Giants As are Giants going to fan. win the division, and they may part ways. I keep reading and hearing that they may yeah, part Jason ways Garrett. at the end of the season with I Jason Garrett. S- I saw that story. That was yeah. crazy. Yeah. We'll be interested to see what happens there for sure. I mean, Garrett, and some people think of him as a true and true cowboy, but in many ways, he's a true and true giant. He's been a part of that organization before. By the way, the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys, traditional Thanksgiving. So Dallas on the short week after the win. So we'll see what the Cowboys can do and follow up. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Goodyear. Whether you're on the field or on the edge of your seat, Goodyear wants you to embrace the unexpected every upset touchdown or fourth quarter comeback and let it move you no matter what the season throws your way. Goodyear is here to help drive you forward. Goodyear more driven. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Key, it's been a little over a decade. I want to say about 14 years now since we've had a third game on a Thursday night. Denver and Kansas City was the first, I believe back in 2006. You like the third game? I know it's always been Dallas and Detroit. You like the by third the end, game? By I'm probably, I'm not even really paying attention by the end. <laughs> full of turkey? Yeah, full I'm, turkey. I'm full Stop of something. It. Comatose. I don't, know, I don't <laughs> know if it's turkey, but I'll be full of something. Yams, but no marshmallows. Yeah, sweet no, potato, no, no, no marshmallows. marshmallows. No marshmallows. And don't we're belong not, with and, yams. And, and hopefully Velveeta cheese is not a sponsor, but we won't be having <laughs> Velveeta cheese macaroni at the crib, Jay. No, and <laughs> Evan said, yes, marshmallows do belong. No, marshmallows do not belong. The pecans don't belong either. What is wrong with you? A little brown sugar, maybe? (laughs) Yeah, but no, my taste buds is different. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.